Welcome to another episode of Destination Linux Podcast. Hi, I'm Rob. And I'm Rocco. And this is episode 28 of Destination Linux. Hi, Rob. Hello, Rocco. Hey, did you know that Linux is everywhere? Look at that. I did see a t-shirt, Rob, about Linux is everywhere. That's right. It's all over the place. It's where it counts. That's right. It's where it is. It's where it's at. <laughs> Killing me. It's where it's Can no, we I, can I, we put any worse puns in there? <laughs> yes, we can. Yes, we can. I've got one for you. Rocco, did you know that no matter where you go, yeah. there you are. There you are, wherever you go. <laughs> All right, we gotta stop. Stop we can't it. Open the sh- we can't continue to open the show like this. I'll it's say. just the the corny joke meter is like peaked out there. way out there dude way <laughs> way out there so how are things going with you uh i'm doing pretty good man i was up late but um we did another what were you doing up, what were you doing up late rocco tell the folks uh, what's going on there <laughs> i don't know <laughs> we were chatting about everything uh for friday night live it's uh a, a thing we do every week on my channel for uh, a live talk basically and pretty much anybody can join in and talk about usually about linux stuff but yesterday we got like way off topic and started talking about windows and oh my gosh and i mean i think there was even politics in there somewhere so but wait a minute now who, who who brought up the windows discussion um i believe it was carmine from ta- uh, Total OS. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> I'm going to blame him anyway. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Uh, but yeah, it was no, it was a good time. But we were, I was up till uh, I guess two o'clock for the stream, and then you know two thirty, getting everything <laughs> done with and over. So, well, it's fun, you know. I haven't hopped into a couple of your live streams. It's it's always fun, but you never know really what you're going to get. We'll pull another pun here. It's like a box of chocolates, Rocco. That, you never know what you're going to get. I'm telling you, sometimes. Well, okay, I like to keep it as an open format where anybody can join. So we don't lock the room or anything. So anybody that has the link can join in. But with that, you get some... you get some strange <laughs> characters sometimes. So, yeah, it can be interesting. But fun. But it's a lot of fun, dude. That's why I do it. And I do it so that you can actually get to talk to normal, everyday people that use Linux. You know, Uh, you get to actually uh, get their thoughts on it, have their opinions out there. And it's just a fun conversation to have. Well, like the show, just two normal guys who wanted to talk about Linux. That's it. So, well, yeah, if anybody is around and would like to join in, um, I'll, it's on my YouTube channel, and it's called Friday Night Live with Linux, and uh, we will uh, we will do it again next Friday. Awesome, awesome. Well, I'm gonna have to go check out uh, Friday's episode for a little <laughs> fun entertainment. Well, some of them so, can go pretty long, man. Yeah. So, what are you running these days? Still on uh, the same old, same old, the Unity GNOME Cinnamon install. And wow. it's it's running pretty good. Uh, I did have one issue the other day with GNOME where I had to actually switch to Cinnamon uh, because I updated the GNOME extensions, and there was like four extensions that were updated. And for whatever reason, it completely crashed the whole desktop. Like, mm. it reset the desktop, and when I came back... All of the extensions were disabled, and I, I lost everything on the system tray as far as extensions that were there. So mm. I had to go back into GNOME Tweak Tool and re-enable them, and I still ended up having to log out and log back in in order to fix everything. So that was like the first time something like that happened. So I ended up um, another it was a, it was another issue too, and I can't remember what it was. But then I said, you know what, I'm just going to try Cinnamon again. You know, because I have it installed, I was just going to try it again and see how it worked out. And Cinnamon works pretty good, except for the gaming aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. So I I was getting a little bit of uh, stutter when I was playing Rocket League and stuff, so I had to switch back to GNOME. Well, uh, we've got more GNOME news coming up in the news segment, but um, 
you know, cinnamon for me, again, I, the UI part, I've, I've grown more accustomed to it, I guess. But my fan runs more on my laptop with cinnamon than any other desktop, including GNOME. Well, I don't know what it is. I mean, it ran fine. It didn't crash. It, it ran good. It's just that, like I said, um, if you play a full screen game, it ha it just doesn't play well with it. It doesn't feel like it, there's. It's not like the the memory's getting eaten up or the pro processes itself is. It's just that it just feels bad, like in the game, and you get that stuttering, and you know you can't have that. So. It's that cinnamon powder, you know, it gets into everything, it falls into all the crevices and gums things up. It just gums things up, dude. <laughs> if it was minty, like that, you know, fresh, minty, you know, you mean like more uh, fresh. More like an XFCE minty type fresh? Minty, yeah, light mint flavor. Mm -hmm. It may, you know, that, instead of that heavy cinnamon flavor that you get well, you know, cinnamon which is great is, on cereal cinnamon is pretty strong dude <laughs> pretty stout stuff <laughs> well coming up in the news we've actually got some more desktop news which is right up our alley and it's one of our favorite desktops um which we are currently not running right now i don't know why but uh coming up is there's lots of updates to budgie this isn't the big budgie 11 update rocco but this is you know where everything's moving to cute but uh there's some definite uh, things happening with budgie yeah, I don't know what version this is going to be. Uh, a ten I think point, it's ten four or something like something that. like that. But there's definitely a lot of improvements. Um, you have the and the biggest one, the biggest feature is the panel mode. Yep. So, you know, you can put the panel on the right, on the left, on the bottom, top. You can have multiple panels. And you could have a frame of panels. You could have okay. a frame of panels if you wanted to frame your desktop with panels. You could do that now. Right. But you could also turn on the dock mode yep and you can actually replace plank and not even have plank installed and it and it runs you have an uh intelligent hide on it um yep. so it runs just like a, a plank dock now you had with uh, Ubuntu budgie they were coming in with plank dock right yes it's uh, so that that was one of the additions with Ubuntu budgie but use it base essentially what you're going to do is use a panel as a dock is is that that's pretty Did much I you're going you're going to yeah. set one up to be or act like a dock. That's if you want it. You know, you can just use it normally. If you don't use plank, then you can just use the panels as you would normally. But yeah. you can now set them vertical or horizontal. You set up transparency? You can set up transparency. And I know that's one of your favorite things within Gnome is Transparency are having the top. Now, well, wait a minute. Let me back up. Let me ask you, how are you using it now? Are you using dash to panel or dash to dock still? I'm using dash to dock. So you're setting your top panel, the static panel, to transparent then? Correct. Okay. I'm actually so, using that extension you had talked about. Uh, was it dynamic transparency? Yep. And yep. that works out pretty good. So when you it were, it's transparent until you maximize the window, and then it's, you know, opaque. Right, right. Right. And that's not bad. Once you've got an open window, it's kind of there, but it's there to, I think, allow you to see what you need to access easier, you know, when you've got another window open. Yep. And look, the transparent, you don't really notice it. Like if you're going to full screen a window, you're not going to notice the transparency anyway. It's going to kind of look out of place. But when you don't have the windows maximized, transparency makes the desktop look awesome. Yes, it does. <laughs> well, and the other big improvement, we just touched on it here, but I want to kind of talk about it a little more, is the IntelliHide feature that will be coming to Budgie. And that's also really nice, um, especially if you're using a panel like a dock. Um, and most people are familiar with that. So, you know, when you've got a dock in place uh, with dash to dock settings, for example, uh, where you can put it, uh, put the panel at the bottom or the dock at the bottom, um, you can then toggle on IntelliHide, which means it'll get out of your way when you open up an application or a full screen window, so to speak. Yep. Um, so that to me is a key feature you need to have if you're going to have some form of dock at the bottom. Well, yeah, if you're going to replace Plank and you're going to run in a dock mode, you have to have that. So Right, right. So, And then we've got also the, the I call it nightlight feature or whatever. I'm not sure what they're officially calling it. Yeah, nightlight applet. Yep. So uh, that'll be included. 
And we're seeing that really on everything now. And I've been, I've never used that. I've been one to say, ah, it doesn't affect me. But the more I think about, like I use it on my Android phone and I think it helps. I, I think it, it's one of those things where I think it does help. I just never found the right setting on the desktop. I will use it, it on the phone, you know, like you said. It looks like crap, though. It, I mean, I tried Redshift, and there's a lot of people that love Redshift, but I just never found the the right color scheme or whatever. you Because it, it's either taking out too much blue or not taking out enough yeah. or it's too red. And I just never really got into using it on the desktop, but maybe this will be different. Well, I think it's something that we should all look at. I believe I trust the science behind it in that we weren't, you know, we weren't meant to take in all of this bright blue light, you know, and it it affects your sleep patterns and everything. I believe all of that. I mean, I think there's truth to that. So I might start using it myself just to kind of see, hey, do I get sleepier now when I'll, you know. Right. You may force <laughs> yourself to use it. <laughs> But there's also a schedule with it, too. So you can schedule it to a certain time or like sunrise to sunset where it won't affect yeah. anything, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I'll have to tr I'll have to force myself to use it, though, Rob. Well, here's the other biggie, Rocco, and this is something you and I have talked about, and that is a better budgie menu. And that if I got to say there was one big downfall for me for budgie, it was the, the menu. And you and I have discussed how many times we wish they would switch over uh take the um brisk menu mm -hmm. and use that within budgie yes that will never happen um it's only a pipe dream but uh i would love to see the brisk menu in or at least the brisk menu features in the budgie menu but they're they are improving it and one of the things they're improving is there is no uh setting for favorites so when you open the menu you see your recently used items on the right hand side and how you open your windows is how it's going to place it when you open the menu so you there, it's never in one place so you open firefox say and then you open your email and you, so when you go back to the menu firefox is in a different place than what it was the last time five minutes ago that i opened my menu and that's what kind of like drove me nuts about it so i kind of wanted you really it does it, it's just if i open the menu i want firefox to be in the same place that i saw it the last time i opened the menu that now rocco now rocco same. come on I'm, I'm i'm pulling your leg but come on man no nah, seriously i'm with you on that because <laughs> to me it would be like this it would be like you've got your clothes drawer right where you keep you know you I'm just going to break it down. You keep your T-shirt, however you do it. You keep your T-shirts here, your your undergarments here, your socks here, you know, your T-shirts here. What if every day you woke up and those were in a different place? I would lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally lose my mind. Got to be in the right place at the right all the time. There. That's where I know they are, right there. And that's kind of the same scenario with the menu, yeah. I agree with you on the menu and it's a muscle memory thing as well, because let's face it, you don't want to spend a ton of time in the menu, no matter how nice the menu is, <coughs> whisker menu, uh, you want to be able to go to it, find what you want, click on it if you don't have it in a dock or somewhere else on a panel. Well, I think the other thing too is if you had favorites uh, or a favorites option in the budgie menu, it would be a little bit different. You could maybe, if you could choose between using favorites or using recent applications, that'd be great because that would satisfy me and that would satisfy the people that would, it's all about me, Rob. No, that <laughs> it would satisfy me for wanting to have it at like a static type menu, but it would also satisfy the people that want to use it for the recent applications. But right. that's not an option. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of why it's, it doesn't work for me. Well, the other thing they've improved, and we're going to have viewers, I'm sure, right now listening to this who say, guys, you're overlooking one thing with the budgie menu, and that is just start typing what you want, and it shows up. You can, and you can start typing what you want, but there are times where, okay, there are times where I use my keyboard for most everything, and there's other times where I just want to click the menu and click the button. You know what I mean? Like, right. And I know there's other ways. There's docs, and I mean, I actually you know, have a... You know, I use Dash to Doc, so I have my uh, shortcuts there. And you would do the same thing if you were running Budgie. You would run a panel, and you would have your shortcuts there. But I don't – it's just kind of a preference thing. So 
you know what it is for me more than anything? Um, once you dig in and you start using the budgie menu, you can use it. It's usable. You can search, you can, and there's going to be speed improvements there on the search side for sure. But more than anything, it's the choice to be able to go in and configure it and set it up a particular way or know that you can, and really you can't. Right. You know, there's not a lot in way of option there. And I guess that's just my nature of like, of enjoying the ability to go in and tinker around and look at it and say, Hey, what if you did this? Or what if you did that? Um, I want to touch on another subject with Budgie Rocco with you. And, and I think it might roll into a bigger discussion. Maybe we didn't even plan. Uh, not that we plan much for the show. We don't. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Okay. That's something unusual. <laughs> so, so you think about these changes and they're good changes, mm-hmm. but if you take a step back and you look at what's going on with Budgie and you compare that to, I don't know, let's say GNOME or GNOME, mm-hmm. how similar are these options now? How similar, because if you take a look at some of the extensions that are already available in the GNOME desktop, and then you take a look at some of the changes within Budgie, there's some similarities there in, in UI in placement of things and, you know, docs and transparency and, and, uh, and telehide and all of these other things that are already in GNOME. I will say that Budgie always feels lighter to me than GNOME. Um, but, and I brought this up because I started reading through some of the discussions in the, in the article. And I don't know, there's 30 or so people in there with some, I think very valid points that, Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> you can do all this now in GNOME. And so I guess my thought is, do we want that? Yeah, it's great to see improvements within a desktop for sure. But w- at what point do we get to where they all start to be pretty much the same? Pretty much know? the same. Yeah. You, you take Unity out of the picture now. That, you know, not to say that Unity will be gone forever, but, um, but let's just kind of set unity aside because it's kind of no one knows what will happen there. And you compare GNOME and you compare Budgie and, and they start to look more alike. Uh, you could argue that KDE could do everything that we're talking about here. Um, is that good? Is that bad? Is it, is it indifferent? It's, it's just my thought was, do we want everything to start to be the same? Well, yeah. I think that Budgie already has the uh, has a uh, it it has some similarities to say like GNOME as far as uh, the whole setup that it does, but you can always feel the difference and see the difference in Budgie, yeah. and you I think you can feel the difference more in Budgie than you can see the difference. Yeah, I would agree. Now, I will agree that uh, certain things are are going similar. Like we missed uh, part of one of the things that are changing in uh, Budgie, which is the settings app. Oh, yes. The Raven menu is no longer where you will go for like to change your theme or to change your settings. Um, It actually has basically the calendar and the audio volume switchers and a, a settings button. Which and notifications. Then, yeah, and notifications. And it leads yeah. you, the settings button leads you to the budgie settings, which is kind of similar to like a GNOME tweak tool. So yeah. in that respect, it is getting similar to GNOME. But I think it all comes down to the heart of it and how well it runs and how well it's implemented. Because there's a lot of good features about GNOME that aren't implemented that great. And I think with... Uh, and just as uh, a side note, Ike, I think yesterday was his, we're recording this on Saturday. I think Thursday or Friday was his first day uh, sol- solely on Solus. Yeah. <laughs> so, I like that. Good, good, good way to tie that in. <laughs> so um, I can't wait to see what's going to come from this, but it is getting similar. Um, but I think, I, I don't think that matters to me. Because I think no matter if it gets similar or not, it's still going to run different. It's still yeah. going to have that same feel of, you're always going to have that um, soulless feel to it, that budgy feel to it, because that's what he that's what he put into it. That's what 
the the developers put into it. It's in it's from their heart. It's it's how they go about what they're doing. And that's where I think the differences between the desktops are. It's the vision of the people that are developing it. Like KDE, they have so much going on and they want to do so much because they have all of this vision of what they're they want to KDE to become or Plasma to become. And uh, I don't think, well, I don't think Plasma ever has to worry about looking or acting like GNOME. But (laughs) 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 But I I I seriously think it's the developer's heart behind it that drives how well everything is implemented in it. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. And to play the middle of the fence, you bring up an extremely valid point, which is... Okay, you can take extensions because there's a ton of extensions and apply those over into GNOME to do various things, tweak it to your heart's content, so on and so forth. But as we both know, that doesn't always bode well for an extremely stable system. On the flip side, if you've got someone as dedicated as Ike is to making sure that whatever's implemented within Budgie is tightly, tightly integrated, implemented, tested, before it's released and it works well. And like you said, has that solid, stable light feel, then that goes a long way to making a much better desktop environment. It's almost like you could take, uh, I'm going to use cars cause I'm kind of a car guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one thing to go buy a Lamborghini and there's a whole nother thing to buy a Volkswagen chassis and put a Lamborghini kit on top of that Volkswagen chassis and pretend you have a Lamborghini, you know? Well, I think there will always be similarities just because you can only do so much with a desktop. I mean, when you're on a desktop, you, people expect it to be a certain way. They have visions of how they're going to use their desktop. And it's all, it's not like there's going to be anything earth shattering coming out, but it's the, it's the actual implementation of it. And that counts. And I don't think you're ever going to confuse Budgie and Gnome. <laughs> no, I don't. I think you're you're absolutely right. And then one other thing I just want to point to um, in the comments for that particular article is uh, the fact that you know Budgie eleven or I'm sorry, Budgie four uh, or what will it be? What version will that be? Budgie. I, I don't, don't know yet. I don't yeah. know what version is going to be yet. Uh, but anyway. The, the cute based version in the next big release. Um, that is something that was mentioned in the article and, you know, who knows what's going to happen, but now you're talking about um, integration in a different way to give it. A, I think what, what'll happen here, this is just me guessing it's going to allow it to differentiate itself even further from gnome uh, based on, the, the cute platform and everything. So I don't know that I'm not a programmer, but it's kind of reading between the lines on some things. Right. <laughs> well, there's a lot of good news coming from Budgie and a lot of new good features coming later with Budgie 11. So yeah, we'll let it play out. That's right. That's right. Well, we didn't have a show last week, Rob, because of uh, scheduling, but uh, last week Netrunner came out with 17.06, and it ships with an upgraded stack of KD Plasma. So you have... um, Now, the biggest change to it is it's now based on an updated Debian testing version rather than Neon. Right, right. So, which is a big change, and I don't know if that's a good or bad change. Um, I don't know which one would be actually more up to date between Debian testing and Neon. Well, um, it seems like lately, I've been trying to keep tabs on Neon, but it seems like lately I've seen lots of remarks about the instability of Neon. Have you noticed? or seen the same thing where people where you oh, I tried neon and it's not been stable and well I've had uh okay my personal experience is that 5.10 when it came out wasn't quite as stable as 5.9 once it was you know the, okay they always come out with the for early 
stable or early versions of it like 5.9 and then they come right. out with all the bug fixes and by the time it hits 5.9.5 it's great okay right. so the last couple versions of 5.10 were the early versions so in my experience it wasn't quite as stable as i was looking for so i was kind of disappointed yeah. um but maybe by the time 5.10.5 comes out it'll be better yeah it, exactly um well that is a big move, though, to move over to Debian. Uh, maybe they're looking from the stand, uh, standpoint of stability, known to be very, very stable. So, Well, I mean, you have the uh, Debian testing, but then you have uh, things like Firefox 52, uh, the extended support release installed. Right. So right. it's kind of like a, a mix, I guess. Yep. off some of the usuals. You've got LibreOffice, Caden Live, GIMP. Steam, Skype, Transmission, VirtualBox, Krita, and Rob, Inkscape. Rob, you skipped over the most important thing. Which is? There's a new set of default wallpapers. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. How could I skip that, Rocco? I don't That's know how you could do it. that. Hey, I'm switching distros right now. Now that, I, now that you brought that up, watch out. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. Well, next up in the news, and this isn't new again because we skipped a week. Um Linux Mint 18.2, Rocco. And if you've been following my channel any at all, and I, you know, uh, not to plug Linux Quest, but while I'm at it, I'm just going to plug Linux Quest. Um, but I've been running Linux Mint 18.2 XFCE, and that's what I'm still on. Did, when did you download the ISO? Um, two years well, you know, ago? I, <laughs> <laughs> so... So, you know, I started with the, the beta release mm -hmm. and I kind of put myself out there to make myself. Well, I started out with cinnamon because I kind of wanted to make myself use it as opposed to just saying, ah, cinnamon, you know. Right. Well, someone in the channel said, hey, Rob, try out XFCE. And I watched um, Joe Collins, his video on meant xfce and he just went on and on about this is one of the best distros and i'm like okay i gotta try this so well i did and so in beta mode and kept using it rocco all the way through to final release and while there are no earth shattering updates or changes to the xfce desktop rob don't downplay it there is one <laughs> change to the whisker menu yeah that's true well and that changes uh, that's been around for a while it's not like it's some new change it's just that it's new to it's new to, to linux mint so to make matters a little worse but rocco it's run so well in every possible way that you could imagine a desktop to run. I mean, it's, and I've got a knock on wood here, not a single crash, super fast, super fluid. I've spent enough time with it to be able to go in and really configure it and tweak it. And you can, I'm convinced you can make XFCE just about anything you want to make it. Well, so needless to say, I'm a little, I'm a little happy with it. I am going to, part ways there for a minute and say that uh, I did install it on a second test drive and it does run great. There's no question about it. It runs super fast. Okay. I don't think that I could get it to be themed as good as I would want it to be. Um, and that's just because of limitations within XFCE. But as far as running, it runs awesome. The only test that I still want to do that I haven't done yet is the actual gaming test uh, to install Steam and run a couple games to see how well it performs, if there's any goofiness about it, any tearing, any, you know, whatever, glitches. Right. Um, but other than that, it has been running good. So I will give you that. Well, and with 18 to come updates to the other desktop versions, you know, you've of course got cinnamon, which is the, I'm going to call it default desktop or the uh, main desktop for uh, Linux mint. And then you have KDE with a few new features. Although with KDE, I was a little underwhelmed. I did try the KDE version 
um, you know, they're going for security with uh, KDE Plasma 5.8 LTS. Yeah. Um, there, there have been some updates on the cinnamon side, and one of the more notable improvements is uh, the, on the desktop icon side. So um, you can automatically align them to a grid in lines or columns. Um, you can sort them in various ways by name, size, things like that. Uh, you can change the icon size. Um, and so they're kind of handled in their own separate process. So they're not tied into specifically into Nemo yep. um, side of things. So there's, you can do things independent of, I guess. And then uh, within Spices, there are uh, added themes and applets and extensions, which you can add to the desktop. And that's one area where I just, as much as I would like to, I just don't get into the Spices that much. Um, well, it depends on what spices you're going for. If you're going for like, if you're using it for widget type spices, then I don't get into it either. But yeah. if you're going for things that maybe help pro productivity out, um, then yeah, because that's where you're going to get the different style menus. You know, that's where you're going to get like some of the almost like GNOME extensions where you can have, um, you know, monitors in your system tray or the weather, that kind of thing. So. I'm not a big widget type person, even though I had run KDE for the longest time. I'm not a big widget person on the desktop. Right. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. But about the only thing I would put on the desktop would be a clock from time to time, just just At, to show off that, hey, you can put this big clock up here, you know. Yeah, and I do. But the only problem with that is uh, I have put clocks on the desktop, but the, it's like uh, Conky. I like Conky, but the right. problem is... Most of the time I got so many windows up, I don't even see the desktop anyway. So it kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, are you going to continue to, to run 18.2 and, and experiment? Like you said, you were going to try um, to, to put uh, a few games on there and see how that goes? I'm definitely going to keep uh, testing it and see how well it performs. I mean, I don't really need to test it to see how well it performs. I just need to test it to make sure that I could run it on a daily basis where I could record videos without screen tearing. I could play games without stuttering, that kind of thing. So yeah, I'm definitely yeah. going to keep testing it out. Whether I run it, I don't know. <laughs> time, time will tell. Yep. Time will tell. Yeah. Well, just if, if you're uh, listening to this and you're looking for something new to try, I mean, you've got some options there and uh, this is a long-term support release Rocco. Uh, going out, I think till 2021 support till 2021. Yep. So, um, and again, I got to say going on uh, three, four weeks plus previous to that beta, um, it's been rock solid. You know, your mileage may vary, but, um, normally, you know, I'm a arch based guy, you know, I'm, and, uh, you know, I thought I would have missed the AUR more at this point and there's been a few times where and there's several distros that of course that have come on the horizon um uh, uh, arch labs uh r2d2 for example yep. which is is one that i've got to give a go um and it's it's surprisingly though surprisingly to me uh once you get everything set up within linux mint i mean what else is there you know it's not like you're spending a lot of time having to install software everything it's all once you've got it there it's there you know and it just runs well linux mint is one of those things where you don't have to if you're looking for one that you don't have to tweak you know you don't have to set up huge amounts that's one to, to use but um i don't know i i i've we talked about that before i don't know if i've ever actually ran it for long periods of time I mean, there was a time years ago, <clears throat> excuse me, that I did run it, but not not in the last couple of years. So, well, listen, <laughs> this surprises me. If you go back and you look, you look at our discussions and you look at Linux Quest early on, you, you didn't hear me talking about Linux Mint. I mean, it's not like I was some big Linux Mint fanboy at all. In fact, I just kind of overlooked it a lot of times because. I, well, I don't even have a reason why. I mean, well, primarily it was that I wasn't into the cinnamon desktop, but so I'm surprised coming nine months from when I really started to jump back into Linux 
full on full bore that I've come full circle to back to, <laughs> to Linux Mint and singing its praises, never would have dreamed, never would, you know, but hey, life's full of surprise. Linux is full of surprises. Mm, that's it. <laughs> uh, well, next up, Rob, we have, um, well, I think, I don't know if we covered this before or not, but Zorin OS 12 Lite Edition has been released. Well, right. Yeah, I don't believe we covered it. I know we talked about it. Um, and we, let's see, or did we? Okay, now I'm second-guessing myself. We'll have to go back and look. Well, anyway, it's based on 1604 LTS and got the Linux 4.8 kernel. And they have actually uh, switched designs to go with XFCE. So, yep. Yeah, it seems like you're hearing a lot about XFC. No, I don't know. Days. I don't know. That's not XFC. <laughs> That's enough of that. All right. Next topic. <laughs> so, Rocco, have you ever been to uh, Cuba by any chance? Hold on. Let me think. No. Never been to Cuba. <laughs> it may be the whole embargo thing over the years yep. preventing that. But, uh, well, so this is a new one on me. There is a distro called Nova. And uh, they've created uh, or they've come out with a new release. And according to the OMG Ubuntu article, it looks seriously good. Uh, don't know much about it. It's, it's an Ubuntu-based distro. And if you go to DistroWatch, it was listed as uh, development ceased or, or you know, no longer being developed. But surprise, surprise. Now, in the article, Rocco, I read on through because I was interested in the screenshots. And it kind of looks like they've tweaked a GNOME desktop some with their own menu or something like that, maybe. It kind of resembles uh, Windows. like A little. Almost yeah. like a Windows 10 type uh, experience. And it actually looks pretty good. Um, yeah. But we'll have, to, we'll have to actually wait and see. I don't think there's an ISO to download yet. But these are just like screenshots of what they're working on. So... Yeah, uh, it was base. It's basically what the what they call it is they wanted a re replacement for Windows computers in their country. So for the Cuban, yeah, for, they were going to put this out through the Cuban government, uh, the school system, and everything. So went on to read more of the comments, um, and you know sometimes you can go through comments and find an article that gives you the real scoop or a version of a real scoop, right? Uh, on the particular distro or article or whatever it is and in this case there was someone from cuba who said don't bother trust me we had this introduced to our school system in cuba uh they were going to make sure that everyone was using it and after many failed attempts of getting things to work they had to pull it because there were too many issues too many bugs so I uh, found that very interesting. Not to say that that's going to be the case with this new release. That experience could have been, you know, previous versions or whatever. But, you know, read, read through those comments for yourself and, um, you know, because it could release and be extremely stable. I'm just saying uh, that one caught my eye from someone who actually used it. Right. Well, well, like you said, we're just going to have to wait and see. I don't know much about it, and um, we'll just have to let it play out. Yep. Yep. Well, um, just a quick note: sixteen ten comes to end of life, July twentieth. So wow. next Thursday uh, will be the last, uh, I guess, support release or not release, but support uh, will end on then. So you may wanna you may wanna upgrade. Um, but like I said before, if you're on sixteen ten. You're probably going to end up upgrading to 1704 anyway, because most people who don't really are are not really in or want long term support, they're not going to run 1610. Yeah, they're going to run 1604. So if you have upgraded to 1610, then you're probably going to you're probably already on 1704. But just in yeah. case you are not, <laughs> oh, time flies when you're having fun. I'm telling you. Well, so go ahead. Go Rob. ahead. Well, I was just going to talk about, uh, you know, this is a story here that kind of harkens back to some previous episodes uh, with uh, System76 in mind, and that's uh, Tuxedo Computers are going to develop their own Ubuntu-based Linux distro using the 
drum roll, XFCE desktop. That's a terrible choice. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, um, it, it is a, uh, I guess, a trend now. I guess System 76 started the ball rolling, but yeah. it looks like they're going to have a system that, and it seems to me from everything that I'm reading, they're tweaking a lot more than just um themes and and specific right. things they're they're doing uh kernel level tweaks or or not maybe not modifying the kernel but that type of level tweaks to their systems and i don't know if that's going to work out too well uh, i imagine there are going to be a few people who have a few things to say about that because from everything from security to you know people don't like it when you get in there and dig deep and start changing things well, I mean, this is more for their computers that they're selling. But the problem is that I, how do how are they going to have enough resources to once you start tweaking and like how far do you go? Like right. where do you stop as far as hardware configurations and all this stuff? So are you going to have the resources to continue on and still support uh, once you start changing things from the normal say Ubuntu? base i mean yeah it's still going to be ubuntu base but when you start tweaking things as far as kernel level type things you're on your own there's no yeah. more support from the greater community so you are basically doing it yourself and do you have the resources to do that so it's a big thing to bite off and chew but we'll see what happens well it is and let's and let's see i think it's uh Zubuntu that they're they're using because that's with the xfce desktop and yep. so scenario could be this Rocco you've purchased one of their systems heavily modified systems and um, let's say Zubuntu makes a big release and you've just decided to go ahead and put the latest Zubuntu on there how does that affect your system well whether or not <clears throat> excuse me whether or not your system reacts the same way is a completely different story um, it, uh, out of the box, it should work. Any, you know, Zubuntu should work on their system. I don't think they should be creating hardware, uh, laptops, computers that only work with their tuxedo brand uh, Ubuntu distribution. It probably should work with all of them. But you're right. It introduces new problems that they may not work as fluent. They may not be up to par because they're concentrating on so specific distro rather than the whole Ubuntu brand. This is this is much more than just, hey, Pop OS, we're going to go in and create a theme and tweak some things to give our systems a consistent look and appearance with a certain color theme and things that match our marketing. Right. This is much, much more than that, I guess. Yeah, it's a little bit more than branding, and I don't know what Pop has down the road, like System76. Maybe they do have intentions on uh, adding more uh, deeper uh, fixes and deeper uh, tweaks, but for right now, it seems like System76 is going the right road because they're relying yeah. on the community as far as the, the backing of it, and they're just putting their branding on it where Tuxedo is going a whole different direction where they're kind of like changing everything. So I don't know what we'll to wait and see. This will be another one where time will tell. That's it. So, That's the title of our show. Time will time tell. Time will tell. I think, <laughs> as a matter of fact, buddy, I think you've just nailed it. Yep. You've just nailed it. So Rocco, uh, there's a little bit of KDE news, uh, which is surprising because typically there's always something going on with KDE, and that is the snap back end for KDE 5.11. So they say now it's going to be stable enough to be used in production environments this fall when uh, 5.11 releases. Well, I don't understand the, all of everything about snaps. Uh, I'm sure Martin would uh, explain it much better. But apparently uh, there is already some back-end stuff of snaps in Discover, but it's going to be in 5.11. It hopes to be full-blown snap-supported as a, a native thing where all the apps look and feel just like they're supposed to. Yeah. Man, I don't know about you, but Discover to me still feels like it's got a ways to go. Look, man, I Discover has uh, great 
intentions. Like they have great, yeah. great things ahead for Discover. But to be honest with you, I totally agree. It just is not even close. I wouldn't, to be honest, I wouldn't even put it in as my main software center. I no. just wouldn't put it. It's that to me that far behind. I mean, from just minor stuff, like stuff that you would think, man, this should already do this. Like you can't sort the applications by title. Um, no. You know, you can't for the installed programs. You have a listing of all the installed programs you have in there. There's no way to sort it in any uh, intelligent way. I mean, it's just like they're all there. They're, there you go. That's what you have installed. And I'm like, for a for a lack of better words, it's clunky. I'm telling you. I mean, it is just clunky. So, and I wanna I wanna see it improve. I wanna I wanna like it, but. It has yeah. some great things to it. I mean, you know, they have improved it a lot over the years, especially in the looks department. But there's still some things that just completely, like, you're like, you improved all of this over here, and then it still looks like this. I mean, like, it's just <laughs> weird. I, I don't, and like I said, when I'm on, like, if I'm on KD Neon, I'm going to install Synaptic and use it because that's yeah. just, yeah. there's no way I'm using Discover. Well, that's what's so awesome about the uh, Interagos KDE version. You've just got, you pull up a Mac, Pac-Man, and, and you've got the AUR right there, you know, in with that. And you don't even, you, you're not even thinking about Discover. And then when you do, when you do experience Discover, it's like, whoa. Yep. <laughs> so this is bad. So, Well, we got GNOME news. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, so we got it's, it's about time because I mean XFCE's been in the scene here for this whole show. Just right, I'm right. saying, yeah, even though they haven't had a release in 18 <laughs> years, they're in the news. <laughs> All right, so Dash to Panel was updated, and it now gives you a peek at your open windows. So Windows Peak is the headline edition according to OMG Ubuntu. So it, right. it looks like Windows 7 peak is what it looks like. Okay. And law enforcement, if you're listening, Rocco is not talking about peeking into Windows. I just want to. Not a make peeping sure time. We're... <laughs> no. no. We're talking about desktops here. <laughs> um, so you have the ability to hide favorites now from the panel. Yep. And, you know. It, th there's one or two other things, but um, it, it basically the biggest feature is the Windows Peak, and that's something that you know I will say KD had for a while. So yeah, it, yeah, it's it's good to see that it's actually being implemented into GNOME type stuff. Absolutely, and so Rocco, there are two kinds of people in this world. Okay, there are people who like Neil Diamond and people who don't. Now, I'm not going to ask you musically which camp you fall into, but bear with me here because I am I am transitioning over here to the GNOME desktop with that statement. Right. There are two kinds of people, people who use Dash to Dock and people who use Dash to Panel. Which mm. one do you prefer? Dash to Dock. Okay. All the so way. I would I would be the Dash to Panel. I would. And so it's but we're seeing improvements in both. Yep. Uh, those are two very, very popular extensions. And um, that's <laughs> so. But by the way, do you like Neil Diamond? I'm not answering that question. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just skipping over that. I'm not even okay. going there. <laughs> In the new version of Dash to Dock, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> so what's going on with Dash to Dock? <laughs> Um, you it has a, a it introduces a new setting for window previews for running apps and it's not like the dash to dot or dash to panel where you can hover over like, dash to panel you can hover over the icon and it will pop up the um, the preview but in dash to dock it, it doesn't actually do that you have to right click on it and uh, you can see the it's kind of like I don't know it's not the, the greatest thing to me, but uh, you can see the uh, previews if you'd like. Yeah. Yeah, to me, it didn't seem like something where I'm like, oh, I'm going to switch to this because now you can 
see a little preview pop up. Yeah. Well, I mean, it also has the isolate monitor option on it right. so that, you know, you can have, if you have both the dock on both monitors, you can have it set for uh, a certain application on that monitor and it will only show that monitor and same vice versa on the second monitor. So yeah. it, it does have that, but it's not a, a huge deal. Well, and this is the discussion excuse me, through the, or for the ages, I think, as far as Gnome is concerned, I have to think at some point that the Gnome slash Gnome team is looking at extensions like Dash to Dock and like Dash to Panel and saying to themselves, this needs to be incorporated into our default desktop. I mean, well, they have done that in the past. I mean, there were certain extensions that started out as community uh, extensions and then they did implement them but I don't know if dash to dock would be one of them because it seems to me although you would you and I would probably feel that dash to dock or dash to panel should be implemented into gnome it, it just seems to me they want to keep it as vanilla as possible and let the user decide what they want to do with it so and there's something to be said for that you know there is um you know, I think if you looked on the Windows side of things and all of a sudden Microsoft releases Windows 10 with you know, just a blank bar at the top and said, oh, by the way, you, know, to, you got Dash to Windows now. No, they go the completely you know? opposite way. They change everything around and then tell you, here, this is what you have. You no longer and have it. And you're going to love it. And you're, you're going to love this. <laughs> you're going to love it. <laughs> a la uh, Windows 8. I'm telling you. So. All right. So, Rob, you can now add Blur to the GNOME shell. Well, at least to the activities part of it, anyway, uh, through an extension. And what it does is when you open the activities menu, you'll be able to actually, it'll have a setting so that you can blur the background. So right now, if you open it up, you'll see your background. It'll be transparent, but it'll still be, uh, you'll see whatever you have, including text. But this actually blurs the background. So if you did, and that's one thing wrong, well, not wrong, but that's one thing you got to be careful with transparency is the fact that if you do have a background that has text, uh, it can really mess up the look of a desktop. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like in KDE, you can uh, blur the backgrounds on the transparency. It has a setting in there for that. So... Now, with this extension, GNOME will have that ability to blur the background on the activities menu, uh, although not all through the whole desktop, not on like certain windows and stuff like that. It will, but it will be in the activities part. Yeah. Yeah, that I think will be nice. Uh, and as far as the blur, um, you see that, well, was that uh, what you were getting within, um, within Unity, right? When you... You had blur effects, right, in place? I'm pretty sure you did, yeah. Yeah. Hey, one other thing, too, on Dash to Panel that I wanted to mention, there's some updates there, or maybe I completely skipped that we didn't, didn't discuss it. Um, you can now change the menu launcher. So you can change that to whatever icon as opposed to just the, the square dots that you get. You could now change that to an icon or text or a combination of the two. That would be awesome if you could do that in like dash to dock. Yes. Yes. So stay tuned. You'll probably see, my guess is you're going to see that change there as well, but uh, it's just great to see that activity. And that's what keeps the GNOME desktop and all the extensions. So interesting. Yep. Hey, also speaking of GNOME, there's more GNOME news. And this one I think is, is really needed. And that's new features coming to GNOME files or most people know it as Nautilus. Um, and these are all welcome additions, I think. Uh, for me, one of the big one, uh, big additions here is Nautilus tags. Uh, so you can go in and um, basically mark your files and folders with specific, you know, tags. It could be a project name. It could, you know, uh, you're tagging that it's photo related or whatever, uh, just to give you more ability to really go in and, um, easier make it easier to find what you're looking for with the use of tags yep um it says and i watched a video on it and you can pretty much set up uh, the tags and set up the color for each 
individual tag. Right. And it seems like a pretty useful feature. Um, yep. They're also going to do full text search, uh, yep. which is pretty awesome. Yes, it is. And another big one that's helpful, because I've done this myself, Nautilus Restore Tab. So have you ever done this, Rocco? Where you, I have never done that in my entire life where <laughs> I've right. closed out a tab and, and didn't want to, Rob. <laughs> yep. You have that Homer Simpson moment of, oh. <laughs> so that's a really nice feature to be able to do Tab Restore. Yep. That all goes into workflow, and that's one thing I hear uh, time to time with GNOME Desktop as well. It doesn't match my workflow. You know, it doesn't it doesn't have the best workflow. Um, and these are the things that I think help improve that situation. You know, as as you use it, as you're really spending time with it, not just distro hopping and trying it out here or there, but when you're using it day in day out, it's a lot of times those little things that start to add up. Yeah. Well, I mean. The, the everybody's different, but GNOME matches my workflow perfectly. So, but it's always good to have uh, it's always good to have these little improvements. Yep, absolutely. All right, so you have uh, the Nautilus devs working on more stuff, Rob, in the future. Mm. All right, so they are going to have or try to integrate cloud uh, things into Nautilus itself. So, basically, on the left hand tree, you would have options to open up your cloud storage and they're kind of, they're trying to work with um, different uh, cloud storages like Dropbox, OneDrive and Spider Oak. You ever try Spider Oak? I have not. That's actually pretty darn good. Um, not to get sidetracked, but it's got a, a nice Linux client and uh, it's encrypted. Only problem is it's on a little expensive side, but other than mm. that, it's pretty good. But anyway, uh, back to Nautilus. Uh, they are working on integrating that into the file manager itself, so you would be able to like right-click places and and see your get to your file your folder uh, depending on which cloud storage you use. So, listen, that would be huge if they can get that right, because that's one of the huge problems right now. I'm using Mega, and I know you've talked about Spider Oak, um, and Mega has a a nice way of integrating it into whatever file manager you're using. Um, but to have that kind of built in, you know, would be, if they can get that right, that's huge. Yep. Well, one last uh, news item here we got, Rob, and it's not major, but uh, it is pretty neat because I'm into changing sound outputs. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, 1710, uh, when it comes out, is trying to make it easier to switch to Bluetooth speakers. So uh, there's actually a video with this article, and it shows uh, music playing, and it shows him connecting a little Bluetooth uh, small speaker, and it automatically switches to that sound output as soon as it's connected. Nice. Now, I have a set of Bluetooth uh, earbuds that, for whatever reason, don't work well with uh, Linux. Not sure if it's compatibility with the manufacturer or what, but uh, if this keeps going, that would be awesome, dude, to be able to switch outputs like that. Oh, without a doubt. And uh, you think about all of the peripherals now that are using, you know, Bluetooth audio. I mean, you, yeah, they're everywhere now. Um, so it would be, yeah, I think it would be huge for a lot of people to have that really working well yep so well it's good to see those continued improvements that's it continually improving time will tell <laughs> yeah well rocco we um we're kind of coming to the end of the news segment and i wanted to just kind of share with everyone some changes to the channel um due to my increased workflow and that's you know, my day job, uh, I'm going to have to kind of take you mean, a wait, long, you mean you're not independently wealthy? No, okay. <laughs> by no means, by no means. Um, so basically without getting into a lot of details, um, um, you know, I'm involved in a business that requires a tremendous amount of travel and, um, very long days, not unlike many of you. Many of you are out there working 10, 12 hour days. 
Um, and to kind of make a long story short, my time has uh, my time and involvement in a hobby I love and this podcast and, and my channel has become harder and harder to make time for or make room for uh, the, the time between my day job and and doing all of the stuff that I love to do here with the channel and everything is starting to conflict. And, you know, so there you have to make choices. And obviously one is paying the bills and the other is, you know, well, it's fun. It's a fun hobby. So I'm going to have to scale back in those areas, which will include destination Linux, unfortunately. Um, so we're going to have to look at some changes. We want destination Linux to continue on. Uh, how that all is going to work right now, we're not sure. Um, time will tell. Time will <laughs> tell. Time will tell. Uh, but, you know, I hope that I will be able to come on from time to time and, and, um, and join the show. But we're going to have to kind of make other plans moving forward. Yes, um, I would also like to see Destination Linux continue. So I will completely miss the conversation with you, Rob, because same here. That that's what makes it so fun is the the connection and the conversation that we have about things. Because it's not just talking about news bits; it's the it's the conversation. So well, I will totally yeah. miss that. Well, that and you, you know, Rocco, we didn't know each other six months ago, seven months ago. Um, Linux basically uh, developed in my eyes a very good friendship. You're a friend. Uh, you know, you've become a very good friend. And um, I appreciate our discussions. It's, you know, like with any discussion you would have with a friend, um, you know, we've never met personally. No, nope. uh, We're in states, you know, 15, 14 hours apart or whatever, 12 hours apart. Um, but you know, Linux has allowed us to share our common interest and excitement for the Linux community. Um, it's allowed us to make friendships in that community. Uh, it's allowed us to have this show and do something we love, which is talking about technology that we're passionate about. So it's been nothing but to me, a totally positive experience. Um, and, and uh, that's why I don't want it to end. But unfortunately, um, from the work side of things, uh, it's got to take priority for, you know, unforeseeable time. It could be that in three months, then that there's more time for this. Right. I just don't just don't know that yet. And in order to be fair to you, um, you can't have an unstable host. <laughs> <laughs> and some would argue mentally unstable. Right, host, mentally but, unstable. <laughs> but uh, so in fairness to you, uh, who I just, and I'm going to say this because nobody knows this, but you have been doing more of the workload. And and that's not something that um, I have felt good about because I wanted to share in the channel as much as possible. And, um, and I certainly would not want to put even more of that workload on you, Rocco, because, again, this is something we decided to do and, and share the workload on. So because of that, I'm going to recuse myself for the time being. Time will tell. And um, we're, we'll want the show to continue on. And hopefully you'll have me back on from time to time. Never uh, again. You know, possible. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I want to thank everyone. Um who has followed the channel and subscribed and who listens to the podcast and the supporters from the Patreon page. Um, and I will continue to help any way that I can maybe kind of in the background, you know, behind the scenes with some things. And it certainly doesn't end our friendship and um, you know, we'll be continuing our conversations. I'm sure that's not recorded, but uh, right. Well, that's the thing. I mean, this is not just about Linux. I mean, there's many conversations we have about, stuff completely not related to Linux. So that's right. That's right. To just life in general. So, but I do want to thank everyone. I'm going to miss uh, doing this show regularly and, uh, but we'll see you out there uh, in the community for sure. So going forward, um, not exactly. This was kind of like um, short notice. Uh, 
I sprung it on Rocco, basically. He sprung it on me. So um, <laughs> not exactly sure, but we will be getting uh, another host or maybe even two hosts. Who knows? Um, but there, in the meantime, it may be a, uh, a guest host type thing to start out with to continue the show and then hopefully turn into something where you know it will be more steady of a regular uh, specific person or persons helping me host so not exactly sure how it's going to work out simple but as, as that. they but as they say the show must go on the show must go on <laughs> so again we appreciate everybody's support um, including the Patreon, including the comments. I mean, it's not just about Patreon. It's about conversations. It's about the emails we get. And I know that uh, there has been one or two emails that have slipped by me that I have not been able to respond to yet. Um, but I appreciate everybody that takes the time to comment on the YouTube video, send an email. And uh, it doesn't have to be, you know, oh, the show is great. It can be just, hey, did you see this? Did you see that? That's what's uh, great about it so we appreciate everything everybody has contributed absolutely well said buddy well said and uh well i guess that brings us to our final destination for this episode for this episode it's our final destination rob well as always i enjoyed it um gonna miss it buddy uh and hope to see you soon back on once i kind of get things uh roped in work wise hopefully well, I am totally going to miss uh, the conversation with you, but um, hey, got to do what you got to do, man. It's life. That's right. That's right. Well, enjoy this show, and we will catch you later. All right, Rob. See you, man. Thank you for listening to another episode of Destination Linux Podcast. <laughs>